Hey, what's good, everybody? This is episode one of the Sports Neo podcast. Um, I'm Connor, main host, right here with Isaiah, and uh, we got a disclaimer for you. So, um, our disclaimer today: due to developing podcast skills and our low technology at the time, we're gonna admit this podcast episode is pretty shit. Not gonna lie. So please just give us a chance and listen to some of our newer episodes as we are now halfway through the season with a lot better tech and experience. Thank you for your support so far, and we hope to keep making your sports news better. Yeah, like episode six, we pop off. We got Motway Milkoop, tennis player. We got Zach Deloach, baseball player. Man, you got to listen to these interviews. If you don't like the interviews, listen to the game show. If you don't like the game show, listen to our sports commentary. We got something for everybody. And you can skip ahead with the timestamps, man. So, like, come on, give it a shot, right, Isaiah? I agree 100%. All right, enjoy episode one now. All right, hey everybody, welcome to our first episode of the podcast, The Sports Needle, bringing to you your Seattle sports fix and deep commentary about sports all across America. So first things first, because this is our first podcast, I wanted to tell you why you want to listen to us. So uh, me, uh, Connor, uh, our co-host Nathaniel, and our other co-host Drew are high school students, graduating high school students, who have been sports fans for the majority of our lives. I started out watching baseball, then moved over to basketball. We're into uh, soccer, hockey, everything, you know, whatever you can see on TV. And um, we just want to give our unique perspectives on the sports world because, like, you know, there's ESPN and all these guys. They're doing their, their podcasts. They're doing their shows, which is all good, quality stuff. And they got their hot takes. But that's not for us. We want to get more in-depth with the deeper information about the sports world that they don't actually traditionally cover. And um, so hopefully we'll provide value to you through that and also coverage of the Seattle sports world. Um, anything you want to add to that, Nathaniel? Yeah, I mean, you know, ESPN and all those other sports branches and, you know, everybody that covers sports, they're, they're, they're national giants, To be and to be fair, they don't really get into the nitty-gritties of local sports, you know. They don't really cover just small markets like Kansas City. And not to say that Seattle's a small market, but... At the very least, Seattle is kind of an overlooked region in sports. You know, most of the East Coast, like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, they they get all the sports attention, and Seattle is kind of left alone. I mean, even San Francisco and Los Angeles gets more attention than us. And so, our our main focus of this podcast is to really get into the to the works and the quirks even of Seattle sports, and just how frustrating it can be to be a fan of Seattle sports. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's been frustrating over the past couple of years. But also with that, and especially since right now with all the shutdown stuff that's going on, we don't have a lot of Seattle sports news to cover. I mean, we will cover it, but there's not a lot to cover. We also want to go into, um, like, for example, we're going to be talking about later is for a championship, right? To be a competitor and a high-level, top-level championship contender, what it takes, what's the mentality of it involved, but more deeply into the mental aspects of it. Like Jordan, the recent... Of course, everyone's seen the Jordan documentary, and then we've had the Roy Holiday documentary, his mental issues, his struggles, desire for perfection. How does that relate to being a great player? Is it possible to have an enjoyment with life while being completely dedicated to winning? We want to talk about that as well, which we'll be getting into later. And with that said, that's our intro for The Sports Neil. And without further ado, we'll get started with our content for this podcast. This is The Sports Neil. Let's go, all right, everybody, so we're going to head into our first um, topics of the Sports Needle podcast. And starting off, we've got MLB baseball. 
So everybody's heard about the recent uh, labor struggles trying to go with uh, money problems between the MLB ownership and the players. Players got a proposal that they want for 82 games with prorated salaries, and the um, owners are saying that, hey, we're not making enough money from revenues from, you know, tickets, garage sales, all that good stuff, and so we got to pay you less. So they're kind of at a stuck point. They're not really happy with each other. Kind of getting ugly. People are getting pissed off. We have Blake Snell and all that stuff. And recently on ESPN, they put out this article basically saying that this hold on baseball is over peanuts. The amount of money that is holding up this season from happening is minuscule in the scheme of a billion-dollar enterprise. The stats here is that it's a $640,000 loss per game for the owners and revenue, which um, if you divide it over the games that would be played that the ownership wants and the amount of dollars per team it would cost, it would be about $10 million per team, which is the start of a average starter. You know, not a quality starter, an average pretty good, maybe a 4 ERA guy. So um, the point of this article is saying that this argument is pointless. Let's get the baseball show going. Um, what do you guys think about that? Um, well, personally, I think the biggest thing is that in the past, MLB's been cheapskates. Like, it's, like, just known. Like, you know, not this kind of stems from the whole minor leagues. Uh, players are getting paid where they're barely making any money, where if you look at any of the league, they're making more than minimum wage and can actually make a living. But these minor league players are getting, like, barely $5,000 a month, and it's not livable. But, like, recently they made their most money. They made, like, $10 billion in profits this year, which is the most they've ever made. So it's like, how can you not just just pay the players? You know, like, it's pretty simple from that standpoint. Like, I get, like, you're not getting the revenue from the fans and all that, but yeah, they have the money. They have it there. The owners have the money they're all rich i mean like it just doesn't make sense why they they're so fringy with their money and this when this should be the best time to play because nobody else is playing right so i don't know i just feel like they should be paying like this should be simple yeah and you know to add on to that the national exposure the mlb would get from being one of the only sports to be going right now because football would be an off season anyways and you know, everybody's in their homes, or at least they're supposed to be. And, you know, with, with, with all this going on, it, it's never been a better time for the MLB to reach out to a new audience and to, to branch out on, on a national level. I mean, baseball is kind of dying because football and basketball is becoming more popular with the younger generations. And, and baseball isn't really much of a pastime anymore. And so I wish that the owners would just you know, stop caring about a little $10 million drop in their pockets, because to them, that's pennies. But it, it, there just needs to be more of an agreement and just pay the players and let them play. That's all I've yeah. got to say. Well, like, the whole thing with it is that the, all the guys who, like, don't want to play are all the superstars because they don't want their be away for six months from their family if they're not getting paid, even. But, like, if you're not going to have the superstars play and that's, like, all your money's going to be coming from because nobody's just going to watch a bunch of random guys or, like, a bunch of just starters that you don't know play the game. It's not, that's going to be even worse for baseball. It's, it's already declining as a sport, and this is just making it worse. So they just need to make a move. Is it going to cancel season? They should. Just, they're just giving people false hope at this point, really. I mean, they just need to make a decision, and it's usually like this with baseball. It doesn't make sense, but I don't know, dude. It's just, it's crazy to me. 
What do you think about, like, a potential... I mean, they're proposing, like, uh, was it 52 games or 82 games? And then expanded playoffs. So, um, I don't know. What do you think about the expanded playoff idea? I kind of like it just because um, we're the Mariners and we might get in, you know? <laughs> but um, also, the idea that was floated out, it's not being talked about much now, but um, a tournament, just a NCAA-type tournament, single elimination kind of stuff at the start between all the teams. That could be fun, I think. Yeah, I mean... That, I mean, it's just like a lot of other sports are trying to expand their playoffs because it just gives people more chances to like have like underdog teams come from like nowhere, and that always brings way more eyes to the sport and brings more like baseball towns, you know, like it makes Seattle become an actual like they already have a dedicated fan base, which is like lucky for the area. It's a great area, but I mean, it would just make it even better. And for small towns and small markets, I'll just blow them up quickly so you don't have these like. You don't have the Yankees and the Dodgers ruling free agency, you know? So, it it just makes it more entertaining for me, personally. I don't know about you guys, but it just, it's just more baseball, more playoff baseball, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, I think in the middle of a global pandemic, now is the better, now is the best time to, you know, look at putting a, a cap space on teams, because... You know, like you said, the Dodgers and the Yankees can just buy out everybody. Garrett Cole's monstrous contract could basically only be afforded by the Yankees. And, I mean, they're not doing anything else, so why not just look at putting a cap space on teams? Yeah, the MLBPA, though, in these negotiations, which the owner's proposal, they're equating essentially to a cap on the salaries. And the MLBPA is extremely against caps. They do not want that at all. Because I think it's that the... Revenue of the owners with all these TV deals, right, has expanded exponentially faster than the revenue of the players, which is, I mean, it's kind of shocking because the amount of money that, like, Mike Trout's making per game is uh, astronomical, right? But compared to what the owners are getting paid with all these deals from TVs and all the ownership uh, stakes that they're getting from those independent root sports stations and all that stuff is way higher. So I don't think a cap space is going to happen. Just because the players have fought against it so much, but yeah, like the owners, like for going back to the minor league stuff, like it's so cheap, like to pay the minor leaguers, like for their system, it's like I think it's like five night, like five million to ten million, I think, is to pay like minimal, like minimal wage for player, all their players in the system, but and that's like nothing compared to what the owners make, you know, it's just. I don't get why they don't want to do it. I mean, it's one of those things where people are just fighting for their jobs, but when it makes you no, know, like they have to work two other jobs when you're playing a professional sport where your own oh, that job can be taken away from you in a in a day. Like it's just just brutal. That's why I don't get about MLB. Like they just do not care about all the little things. It's all about the big picture for them, and they just don't care take care of all the tiny things that's going to make it so much better for everybody involved yeah i mean it kind of makes sense why there's a struggle in a way i guess <laughs> because the nba is set up so differently from the mlb like nba is player oh, based sure. right we have the stars like the nba is nothing without stars yeah. mlb mike trout's a star he's an amazing player but he can't carry a team by himself i mean it's just not possible with all the spaces right it's too many players you can't do it but um hopefully we'll see that change I, I just think that's the ironic part about the MLB is that you know, they try to focus on the big picture to make themselves more popular. 
and when in reality it's the little things that are ruining the MLB because they aren't focusing on them. And to me, that's just an irony in itself that the MLB can't even get their act together regarding all the little things that make baseball so great. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, the last thing on it I'll say is it's it should be where like this should be a great time for them to strive, but this if nothing happens, if we don't have a season, the MLB is just going to be on the back burner. Nobody's going to remember anything. Like Everyone's going to be more focused on football and when the NBA, because they already have a plan to come back, it's like already in the works. And it's just like, what if they're not doing anything now and all the, all the attention's back on the NBA playoffs and MLB doesn't even have anything close to an agreement, it's just leaving it, the whole sport in the dust you know it's just, yeah it's kind of sad to watch but i mean it's money's money man people people want more and it's just it's crazy see yeah so they said they follow the money and it's um too true in sports but yeah anyways moving on we're gonna go on to our uh seattle sports focus of the day um it's been a while actually but they had a article in the seattle times talking about the recent turn of the huskies in um basketball Recruiting-wise, they've done pretty well recently. A lot of top classes, high draft picks, multiple draft picks and drafts recently. Um, I think they're up there with the Blue Bloods, to be honest, from what I remember. But as we can see over the past, past years, the um, at least in this decade, right, the only major success that I remember would be with the um, four seniors, um, three seniors, three seniors and Matisse Thibel where we didn't have any high-level star power recruits that were supposed to take us to the championship, right? But we made the tournament with them. So are these top prospects actually the way to go, like Duke and Kentucky Duke? Can we do that? I mean, like, like watching them this season, it was, it was really brutal because you just have, with their classes, they've been getting better and better, you know? But it's just, like, the talent's there, but it's all on defense, personally. Like... Like, their defense was lights out. But against teams like Oregon, they cannot score to save their lives. couldn't close out. In the end, man, I couldn't get it. Like, the fourth yeah, quarter. Oh, so brutal. He's like, so I don't brutal. know. Isaiah Stewart was nice. I, I love that guy. He was a leader oh, on yeah, the field, a, I think. He's a beast. But um, it was painful at the end, you know, last um quarter, last half, actually, even sometimes. It's just they're trying to get the ball into him, and he's getting double-teamed, triple-teamed, and he can't do anything. And they just can't do anything else. I mean, I don't know if we're going to blame this all on Quade Green being in, in uh, eligible academically. But that would be a big difference. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been a pretty big difference. But I don't know. Nathan, you got anything for... Uh... Oh, well, I mean, UW is obviously no Gonzaga when it comes to basketball. Ooh, come I don't on, know man. when the... <laughs> Sorry for that. I'm just I just personally like Gonzaga a little more, but I'm not gonna try to be biased. I'm just saying I, I, I don't see UW's recruiting program being anywhere near the, the level that Duke or uh Kentucky or Kansas has. And I, I think those schools will always have dynasties because they have good funds for recruiting and UW is obviously more an academic based school than it is sports. Nothing wrong with notch. that. They're still top notch. They, oh, they they are, and they're still Division One at the end of the day. But I I don't know if they'll ever win a championship in quite in a dominating fashion like Kansas has. Like, granted, they can win as an underdog, but like to dominate the the, the March Madness like Kansas or 
Duke has, or even Creighton at times, it seems. It's <laughs> yeah. like even little old Creighton. And I, I don't know if UW will ever like, have those success stories that Kansas has, simply because we're not really a basketball school. If you ask us what our best sport is, everybody's going to say football. No, we, we made the college football playoffs, got crushed by Alabama, but oh. that's still a huge thing for us UW people because you know, UW doesn't make the playoffs very often. Well, because the playoffs haven't been in existence very often. but um... No, but I don't think that we ever expected UW to make the playoffs compared to teams like OSU and yeah, Alabama. Yeah, that's true. Um, with that said, though, I think that if UW were to abandon their recent trend of going after high-stakes players like... Isaiah Stewart, Jalen McDaniels, and Markel Fultz, or so on, right? I think right. it's proven that Coach Hop can coach, I think, in my opinion, that he can coach his people up over the three oh, years. Um, who was it? Um, Dime, Thibel, um, Jalen Noel. Um, who else? I'm missing someone. But these guys, they came out here in the first two years or so. It was pretty, um, pretty hard to watch, but come their senior year, these guys showed up, right? And they right. were seasoned players that, you know, they made it to the NCAA. I didn't think they were going to beat Utah State. Utah State was a really good team, in my opinion, and they won. Yeah. They didn't get crushed by UNC. They didn't do great against UNC, but they were there for a bit, you know? Yeah. Something, yeah. if we go development approach, it might be um, something good in the future. Yeah, I'd say this year's kind of like a almost was a prove-it kind of year because... They have adapted pretty well to Hopkins' style, but I think this is going to be proving if he can actually rebuild to where they already were in great hands with recruiting-wise and the lure of just coming, like, U-dubs, like, a pretty solid, like, not, you know, where every single top recruit wants to go, but it's not a, it's a, has great history, Isaiah Thomas, guys like that, you know, coming out. So, it's, it's kind of like a, this year, next year, going to be a very big year for deciding what's going on in the future. So, uh, I think it's going to be pretty fun to watch, though. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, hopefully we have a season with fans. Um, yeah, hopefully. With that said, let's go into the topic of fans, man. What do you think about fans and sports? Like, how is sports going to be without fans? Man, it's... <laughs> well, have you been uh, watching the KBO League, the Korean Baseball League? That's... I've briefly i i just say yeah it's funny they do like they have like uh cheerleaders and stuff still like they still have like um like you know because a lot of like in japan korea they're like taking dolls and stuff and putting them behind like home plate yeah fun things like that but you're never going to replace that feeling of actual fans cheering like thirty thousand people cheering you on in a huge moment and it's it, it you just can't replace that at all it's it's I don't know how, like, mentally it will, it will kind of affect the players because maybe they'll be able to, like, focus and do things maybe, like, communication-wise that they couldn't do before because they couldn't hear each other on the field, so things like that. But it's going to be a different thing, and it's going to be it's just a new generation of, like, what's going to happen. Nobody knows, really, but it's going to be super interesting for every sport in general, so... Yeah, like um, Nathaniel, you've heard the comments about LeBron James at the start when this whole thing happened. He's like, I'm not playing without fans. Yeah, he was no, yeah. really intense about that. Well, and, you know, it, fan, fans can be a double-edged sword. If, you're, if the fans of the opposing team are heckling you, it, it can be frustrating. 
and when you know you have fans that are behind you and support your every move, it, it, you feel really good about yourself. And LeBron is is definitely not wrong for saying that he wishes his fans were at his side, and don't doubt that fans make sports what they are. But I do at the same time understand that it's also a business. Without fans, owners lose money. And, you know, even if they're billionaires, they don't like losing money. Just the same, I don't like losing $10. They don't like losing $640,000 in the MLB's case. Uh, LeBron, you know, not much more can be said about him. He's one of the greatest players of all time. And for him to have that connection with the fans, it, it says a lot about sports. And it says a lot about, you know, great players' legacies. Jordan's legacy has been carried on by his, by his fans and the people who respect basketball. He's known as the GOAT because fans called him the GOAT. Um, and that mm-hmm. goes for every sport. Tom Brady, you know, the Patriots have a, even if you want to call it bandwagon, they have a passionate fan base that, that watches Tom Brady's every move. And he's called the GOAT because people hyped him up to be the GOAT, even if statistically he's not. Yeah, so, same as Griffey, uh, right? You know, fan, yeah, right. Fans make or break sports, and you can't ever change that. Yeah, I think right. it's the whole thing with the, you know, like, I do, we do it for the fans, like, you'll hear that all the time, and that could take out the motivation for a lot of guys, so I I think that's, it it's, makes it feel like it's back in, like, you're playing 12U basketball or baseball, and you have, like, your parents watching you, because that's, like, for MB, uh, the NBA, they're gonna have, like, for playoffs, they might have some, like, family members come, but other than that, there's no one else allowed, so, uh, it's... I don't know. I feel like it could be demoralizing or it could be positive if you can do it right. And you can spin, if you can spin it in a certain way and like be creative with it, then it can help your brand. But it's it's really up to the sports and the leagues. Yeah. And that's why I'm all for, you know, like these, instead of for the sports that haven't started, right? We have these playoff seasons instead of a long regular season just because it ups the intensity without fans. And as a fan, I can get behind playoffs regardless anytime and so i think that would be a lot more interesting uh, without fans you know it's just like um kind of like tennis man the biggie drew can attest to that got tough true. sometimes true dude you're nasty dude <laughs> zero wins right oh shoot man you don't need to bring that up nathaniel you ran cross country and track right you had fans sometimes but there wasn't a big following my mom counted as like the voice of ten fans. She yeah. was really loud. And be honest, to imagine that feeling of having at least I don't know, me one fan and <laughs> take one fan. Um <laughs> just magnify that for pro sports. You can try and try to comprehend what they um the experience that that is how amazing it would be. Um with that we're gonna take a short break and uh, we'll be back shortly with our guest. All right, welcome back, everybody. Joining us now, we got our guest, um, Isaiah, Isaiah McLean, straight from uh, the alien land of Nevada. Um, Reno, how are you doing today, Isaiah? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm doing pretty good today. And, um, yeah, first we want to shout out Isaiah for being a fan of the podcast before it even came out. This guy's got some, like, kind of brain powers. I don't know what's up, but it's pretty cool. So It's thank that you. radiation. Uh, yeah, I got you. That's pretty lit. All right, so we're going to get into this. We're going hardcore. Um, it's quiz day with Isaiah. We're giving you 10 questions. Oh, First eight oh, shit. are worth one point. 
The ninth okay. one is worth um, four points, and the tenth Ooh. one is a double or nothing. You get six points. You get a shout out on our Instagram account. Oh. Eight points though. You get some hoodie merch, man. Free hoodie. <laughs> you know what's up? These stuffs are valuable. Me, we. I'll even autograph it, man. What am I saying? Oh. Autograph it. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, without further ado, let's begin the quiz. Um, Daniel, go first. All right, so you, you can either repeat back the names or you can give me the letter. Either works for me. Um, first question. Which duo led Nevada to the NCAA tournament the past oh, couple shit. of years? Is it, Was it oh, A, fuck. Cody and Caleb Martin? B, Cassius Winston and Udoka Azubuke? C, C Isaiah Stewart and Jalen McDaniels? Or four, or D, Lonzo and LaMelo Ball? Fuck, dude, I swear between A and C. Because uh, uh, the name Martin sounds familiar, but I feel like I'm gonna fuck it up because of those first names. Can you repeat A and C for me, bruh? So A was Cody and Caleb Martin. C was Isaiah Stewart and Jalen McDaniels. A, because they were twins. Correct. Yo, let's go! <laughs> Wait, okay, so for the double or nothing, right? Do I lose all my points if I get it wrong, or is it just nothing added? You lose all your points, man. That's why it's risky. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, so we're going to question two. We're up in the stakes here. There was a great tennis player from Nevada, specifically Las Vegas. Oh, shit. Um, who was he? <laughs> we got okay, four okay. options here. We got A, Pete Sampras. B, James Blake. C, Andre Agassi. And D, Andy Roddick. <laughs> D, that's the widest name on there. <laughs> uh, final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh, no. Fuck. Yeah. Who was it? It was Andre Agassi. No! I'm sorry, Isaiah. So you were one for two, so that's solid. Okay, okay. All right, Drew, you're up. All right, question three. Got some Hall of Famers in this one, all right? So this one is, which of these baseball players are from Nevada? A, you got Greg Maddox. B, Roy Holiday. C, Nolan Ryan. And four, James Paxton. Wow, this was tough. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm stuck between A and D. Uh, can, can you repeat A for me, please? A, Hall of Famer, played for the Braves, Greg Maddox. A, A, A. A, final answer? Yeah. Alright, that's correct. Greg Maddox. Bro, how did he know that one? Like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even watch baseball, so I don't know how For context, that, uh, that one was kind of spoiled. That, that must have just been a guess. Nice. <laughs> Good guess, man. Did we out here? Isaiah, two for three, man. He's closing in on the shout-out. Alright. Isaiah, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like you're a runner. I, th I think you should get this one. Oh, thank this you. Is, we're, we're heading into track and field. Oh, wait. No, this is the first sub-four-minute okay. mile. Oh, shit. A, Roger Bannister. B, Tom Hardy. C, Brian Clay. Or D, D.D. Gregorius. Uh, that name, A, it sounds familiar. I don't know why it does. Roger Bannister, a. final answer? Yeah. You're correct. Let's go! Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Dang, I'm impressed, man. That was supposed to be a curveball here. But, um, 
You're not gonna get the next one. Cause this was a hard one. Okay, okay, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You don't wanna give up? Uh uh. Okay. Why would I give up? I'm so close. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's an option. Um, but anyways, the fastest male mile runner in the world. Is it B, Steve Cramp? Um, C. Did you just start on B? <laughs> Did you Where's just start a? on B? Where's A? <laughs> you started on B. Yeah, I kind of realized that. Okay, restart that. We got A, Steve Cram, right? We got B, Sebastian Coe. We got C, Hitchem El Gorouge. And we got D, Noradine Morselli. I'm going to go with C because I'm pretty sure the fastest mile is a Kenyan runner. And that is right. Ooh. Are we four for five? Dude, he's banging these out. Four for five, man. Two away from the shout out. Let's go, boys. Question six. Oh, no. You got the fastest 400 meter dash. Okay. Oh, shit. I... Starting. He's South with African. A. I think. Wade Van. Near kick. I think I it's a. his name. It's A. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah, you gotta give me a chance. <laughs> no, they're very close. You would you never guess. Alright. B you <laughs> Bradley Beal. No. And D is probably the best answer. It's your Suzuki. A You're yeah, close. That was supposed to be a curveball, man. <laughs> you saying bolt, bro? I don't. I don't. Does he even run the four hundred? He might have when he was young. No, I don't think he does anymore. I don't think he does anymore. At least on the Olympics. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to wrestling. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Number seven, a football player who went into wrestling. And this is a WWE. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, WWE. JJ Watt. Wrestling. I'm gonna cry. C. Frank Clark. And D, Ndamukong Sue. Oh, shit. Well, J.J. Watt's still in, and so is Gronkowski. Well, I think he retired, but what were the last two? Frank Clark and Ndamukong Sue. Oh, shit. Uh, D. Sounds like a cooler wrestling name. The correct answer was Gronk. Gronkowski's going to wrestling? He's been the WWE Super Smash or whatever you call it champion like a couple times. Man. What? Vince McMahon. He beat up Vince McMahon. I'm sorry. I don't. I thought when I said wrestling, Carter, I meant actual non WWE, like Jordan Burroughs Olympic wrestling. Not. I say. I say. Hold up here. You're about to be happy because um, we're okay. going into a question that has. Your guy, okay. Jordan Burroughs, as an option, actually. Oh, okay, okay, and, okay. Um, in 2016, we had the Olympics, right? Yep. And this American won gold at seven, 97 kilograms. Who is Dude, he? I don't know kilograms. <laughs> <laughs> how heavy is that? <laughs> um, should we tell him how much it is in pounds? Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay, it it's is... Like, it's about 213 pounds. Oh, my Fuck. <laughs> Chunky. All right, keep going. <laughs> we, got, we got A. You mean Big Chungus. We got our guy, Bruce Baumgartner. We got B, John Smith. We got C, oh, Jordan Burroughs. And we got D, Kyle Snyder. Oh, fuck. Um, Jordan Burroughs is... 
pretty muscular, but I don't know if he's 212 pounds muscular. Oh, shit. Fuck it, I know Jordan Bros. Jordan Bros. Oh, Isaiah, I'm sorry, but that is incorrect. Let me guess, it was B. Mm. Was it fucking Kyle Snyder or it whatever? Was. Kyle Snyder. It was Kyle Fuck. Snyder. So, Damn it! What are you right now? You're five for eight? Yeah, you're five I for eight. I believe so, eight. yes. So this is right. question nine. Uh-huh. This one is your four-point question. Oh, shit. You okay, can get okay. a hint, but you don't get options. Oh, so it's not like A, B, C, D? Yeah. Shit. Okay, okay, okay. All right, you ready for this one? Uh-huh. Who is arguably, according to Google, the best American freestyle wrestler of all time, winning two NCAA championships, six world-level championships, two Olympic championships and four world wrestling championships oh dude i'm stuck between john smith and jordan, uh, jordan burroughs oh it's either john's ah no 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 fuck i don't know it might be don gable uh oh uh, let's get a countdown shit. from drew drew hit me with the countdown <gasps> no dude <laughs> four three Don Gable, Don Gable. <laughs> Incorrect. Who was it? John Smith. Fuck! <laughs> Isaiah, you are at five points right now. Um, what's you, what's the rules double for double or nothing? or nothing? I know it's double or nothing, but like, what is it? A, B, C, D, or is it... You, nope. You have to guess it. Oh, shit. We could also can I know you... what the subject is? <laughs> yes, but we can give you a consolation prize as well. You, Since you are one point away, you can... Answer a question of um a subject of uh Nathaniel's choice, and it will be one point A B C D. Or, or it was it'll be it'll be on baseball. Yeah, I'll do that because we can do that fast. Or it can be uh your double or nothing on the subject of hockey. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Those are both <laughs> shitty choices. <laughs> Those both suck. It's like... <laughs> it's like asking a tuba player to play the drum set. Or play the saxophone. <laughs> um, Thing is, Isaiah, do you want the hoodie or you want the shout-out? I want the hoodie, bro! <laughs> Alright, you're gonna Hit go me with double and nothing. Hit me with the double All right. and nothing. Alright, so this one is on the NHL, like we said before. Oh, no. And are you sure you want to lock in double or nothing? Yep, let's do it. Should we give him let's three do hints? It. Three hints? Or three guesses? Three hints or three guesses? Uh, oh, shit! Give... I forgot I could have gotten a hint on the 4.1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think we can do three yeses. Your hint was gonna be he's he's in the Matrix. You know the dude in the Matrix? No. I've never seen the Matrix. Agent Agent Smith. That would have killed me. I would have been like, I've never seen it. Um. Okay. Let's 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 keep going. The double or nothing. This is the only NHL team to win the Stanley Cup five years. In a row. Uh, uh. <laughs> I know it's not the Coyotes. <laughs> oh, okay. Chris doesn't like this episode. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Shout out to you. I love you, cutie. Um, um, um. Okay, so 
I get three guesses mm-hmm. or three hints. Through three guesses. Dude, you get, or, uh, you get three dude guesses. I don't even know if I know three NHL teams. Get, <laughs> um, he can do a combo of three guesses or hints. A combo. Okay, okay, let's start sure, one with sure, the you guess. Can do a combo. Is it is it the sharks? No. No. Alright, now let's do a hint. <laughs> okay. I don't know you gotta, how no, I, 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 you gotta ask us a question and we'll tell you yes or no on the hint. Uh, uh, dude, I don't know it's that like much of all. It's like, guess who? Uh, is their mascot an animal? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that okay. That helps. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the rules a little bit. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna give him one little. I'm just gonna give him one little hint. Yeah. The NHL is divided between two countries. Oh, so is it in Canada or U.S.? Shit. Perhaps Canada. Perhaps. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know any Canadian teams. Oh. <laughs> I know, like, there's, there's probably, like, tor- Toronto, Quebec, maybe, like, Mon- Montreal, but I don't know the, the team names. <laughs> Can I look up a list of all the team names? What if you, if you guess the city? Uh, guess, just guess the city. I don't even know all the cities. Nothing, man. Oh, shit. No, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Okay. Last question on cities. Is it a big city or is it not? It's a metropolitan. (laughs) It's definitely big. Can't look up Montreal's population. (laughs) Wait, I can't. Okay, what we'll do, Isaiah, I'll tell you the seven Canadian hockey teams, okay? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If you're ready for this, can you tell me their cities or their hockey team names? Um. Give both. Yeah, sure. Okay, so, oh my gosh. Let's see. You ready? I'm Google yep, yep. We got the Montreal Canadiens. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs. We got the Ottawa Senators. The Winnipeg Jets. The Edmonton Oilers. The Calgary Flames. I didn't know they were in Canada. Canada. Yeah, Calgary's in Alberta. Calgary. And um, Vancouver Canucks. They're, none of them are. I can't even eliminate a single one because all of them are not animals. Gosh, that was such a stupid question. Um, I mean, Toronto won like the NBA, so maybe they're good at hockey too. I'm gonna go Toronto. Final answer. Uh huh. Daniel, I'm sorry, Isaiah. That's incorrect. No! The, the correct answer was the Montreal Canadiens. No! Are you serious? I was stuck between the two! Oh my goodness! I could have gotten I'm gonna go put on my Maple Leafs jersey. I'm gonna go put on my Maple Leafs jersey. Are you serious? That makes it so much worse that I was actually kind of close, too. That's unfortunate. Here we have it, folks. We've got our, um, quiz guest of the um week that's and, um, so trash unfortunately um well, fortunately, <laughs> so trash. our guy isaiah is at the top of the leaderboards at, um, wait actually yeah you're first our first guest and you are the top oh that doesn't make me feel any better <laughs> with a score of zero out of ten we're gonna be keeping the leaderboards by the way oh no that's right i lost everything so i don't even get five out of ten <gasps> shit dude should have gone baseball. What we'll do is that um at the end of our uh 
our first 12 podcasts. The person with There's the going to be 12. The first 12, man. Um, the winner, <laughs> the highest on the leaderboard, will get a prize. You're, you didn't tell me that. I would have. Gosh, damn it. Up right now, man. <laughs> what, <laughs> what if we all tie? Well, then there'd be like a sudden death or something, you know? <laughs> That's so trash. Montreal of all why <laughs> Well um uh Isaiah. And my wrestling at two Brad John ah! John Smith man I was giving that one for you I know that would have been four points and then I could have gone one point and gotten the fucking hoodie too <laughs> ah! Life choices, man. Life choices. Unfortunate, but on the bright side, you can be the first quiz man ever on our podcast, and um, we'll shout you out on the podcast. Hit Ooh. up Isaiah at um, IsaiahInNevada.com. <laughs> that, that's not uh, hit me up, uh, doodleman.777 on Snap. Ah, I got my own shout out. Alright. Um, that out, so. <laughs> oh, have, shit. Um, Isaiah, there's about one minute and 40 seconds left in your segment, so anything you want to oh. say to our viewers? Um, I love you all. The, the game is rigged. They, they changed the rules on me, but I give a shout out to Nathaniel and Connor for being homeboys. And <laughs> bending the rules a little bit, and for Drew for fucking up wow. and telling me one of the answers. Sorry, we couldn't get that, that on, um, on. And you still got zero in the end. How does that make you feel? <laughs> it makes me feel really <laughs> shitty. Okay, I started off so strong too. <laughs> Gosh, five for damn. six. What happened? This is up there with, I choked, bro. This is up I there choked. With Patriots and Falcons, man. Twenty. <laughs> um, that's a cool oh. tip, you know, with um. That was a bad Super Bowl. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, is there any sports commentary you want to say about um uh Seahawks? How good they are. Um I mean they lost like a lot last year and 49ers did pretty banging, so y'all can eat it. Straight <laughs> from uh uh, I think it's time he leaves. Yeah, <laughs> we went to the playoff town, dude. <laughs> uh, you, got, you, got, you got about 20 seconds. Wait, here. yeah, they did. Seahawks. Okay, well, you didn't make it past first. <laughs> or am I retarded? I might be. Yeah, retarded. they did. I don't remember. Yeah, Fuck. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We beat you though. We beat you though. <laughs> that's that. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Who was the score of the um uh, Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, who lost to Isaiah? <laughs> Alright, um, that's it. That's something. I've kicked him out. <laughs> so, um, shout out to Isaiah. And, um, we're gonna be taking a short break and we'll be back shortly. Welcome back to our, um, second part of our main show. Hope you enjoyed our guest, um, Isaiah. Shout out to him for getting 0 out of 10 on uh, our first quiz of the week. <laughs> the guy tried. Sometimes you fail. No shame in trying, though. Um... What we want to get to is our second part of our ideas for the show, the deeper questions about sports that aren't always explored. First thing I want to talk about is, I'm sure you guys have watched the Jordan documentary, the Monumental. Some people don't like it or are criticizing for his involvement directly into it. Other people love it. So um, I think it's a really good uh, view onto the sports championship uh, era, especially for us younger fans who weren't alive to that time. To get six championships, man, that's crazy and seeing that footage was amazing with that said we want to get into the deeper aspect of this um event and one of the things that i saw and thought about came up 
with Jordan documentary and the um, Roy Holiday documentary, uh, tragically, when he uh, passed away, I think it was two or three years ago, in his plane crash, is um, what it takes to be a great sports figure. You know, to be a goat, to be a legend, the amount of intensity it takes to wholeheartedly pursue that championship, to pursue perfection, it takes a toll on you. And I'm just thinking about, can you do that while enjoying the process? Because... As I said, Jordan, when he won his championship, he was just crying in the locker room because it meant so much to him. But after that, he's back on, ready for the next one. It's always looking to the next one, building that legacy. Roy Holiday, after he pitched his perfect game, he was analyzing his mistakes. He felt relieved that he got the game done, but he wasn't, I mean, it was an accomplishment, yeah, but he wasn't exuberant about it, you know? So can you be a legend and enjoy the process? Yeah, it's up to how you really, uh, how you personally take it and then in Roy and Jordan's cases they were extreme competitive players like the most extreme people you could get like Jordan there's he said like he's so competitive he's like the most competitive person you'll ever see like he's he'll try and beat you in brushing your teeth you know <laughs> and like, we've all seen the memes right the yeah <laughs> making it's, up it's it's crazy cuz it you have to have that mindset Really, like, to always improve, always knowing that you're going to be better than the person you're facing in this moment, and you're better at what you're doing. It's It just takes a different type of person that can motivate themselves, and the self-motivated always come through, and I think it really shows with Jordan and Roy how they just were perfectionists, and they're always striving to be get that little slight advantage so you can be that much better than the person you're facing so it just takes it takes a crazy person honestly you have to be insane <laughs> at just your mindset alone so well nathaniel what do you like think crazy gifted too yeah true but. um nathaniel what do you think like my thing is that i was really thinking right jordan and roy or whoever you want to say it, are the greats they are Kobe even, right? They're remembered for their ferociousness, um, their leadership. I mean, not always being the nicest to their teammates. But, you know, getting the best out of them because you got to push people. But then you've got a guy like LeBron who, I mean, we don't know yet because there's no documentary. He's still playing. But from everything we've seen, he looks like complete opposite, way more easygoing. I mean, the guy's intense. He's a competitor, but it's a different, it's different, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well. You know, I, I think I think your mentality determines how hard you're gonna work and, and, and how and how much of a competitor you're gonna be. You look at guys like LeBron who are some say easygoing and a funny guy, you know, his Taco Tuesday videos, those are <laughs> those are hilarious. Hey but... Drew, give me your imitation of Taco Tuesday. Oh my it's Taco <laughs> Oh my god, it's like I can't be loud, it's I'm sorry. Taco Tuesday as we're recording this on a Sunday. Oh, man. It's okay. Uh, we're dropping this on a Tuesday, so it'll be Tuesday when you go. hear this. <laughs> it's taco. Anyways, getting back on track. You know, those guys, they, they're easygoing, but when they play, they play hard, and they're, and they're fierce competitors just as much as Jordan and Roy Halladay, and they might not be crazy. They might not be perfectionists, but, you know... With an easygoing mentality, you can accomplish a lot. You just can't accomplish as much as a perfectionist. Because a perfectionist is going to do every little thing to make himself the greatest there ever was. In, in Jordan's case, 
you know, watching watching his clips, he's he gets mad. He's like, I could have been better. And look look at how I did that step there. I could have moved to the right instead. I could have made a three. And he gets mad at himself watching clips of him 30 years ago, 40 years ago now. And you know, um, it, it's just it's just crazy to me how guys can even perform like that with such with with such strain on their mental beings. But you know, that's that's how they do it. They 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 work hard for the moment they're in now, and then they look back on their legacy and what they've accomplished, and they've earned every bit of credit they get. And that's just the way I see it. You work now, and you look back on it later. Yeah, but is can LeBron be the goat without having that mentality? I mean, he might. I don't know, but from what we can there's, see, there's some saying that LeBron already is the goat, and that you know, if LeBron played in the NBA 30 years ago, he would have been putting up 60 points a game. You know, that's 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 just he, LeBron is a different. We know he's huge. We know he's a big guy with big muscles. We know that he's a physical bully. And, you know, he's one of the greatest guard positions to ever play the game, if not the greatest guard position. But, it, or, my, my mistake, forward. I didn't mean guard, I meant forward. Yeah, um, yeah so, but LeBron is, is probably top five all time. I'm going to give him top five. I'm not going to give him top three. Um, you know, I think there's guys like Jordan, Hakeem, Olajuwon, and Kobe. That deserve the top three. Yeah, Kareem, um, Will, and you know, yeah, Kareem, uh, Will, yeah, right, and it's it's Bill not, Russell, it's, yeah. It's, it's not because of their mentality. It's just because Jordan has such a legacy that even if LeBron did put up better numbers, Jordan's always gonna have that legacy. Jordan is always gonna be the most popular basketball player to ever live, and and that's just the facts. <laughs> yeah, but could Jordan? Uh... Drew, you can answer this one. Um, could Jordan or Roy Holiday have achieved the same heights they did while being easygoing, while enjoying the ride, you know, without having to go through their mental anguish more for Roy Holiday, of course, that um, they put themselves through to reach their great limits? Or is it really just personality, case by case? I mean, they for sure they could have done it with, you know, just being talented alone. Like, Counts half the battle, but I mean, yeah, they could fifty fifty could have the same careers, maybe. But I think it's kind of their downfall and their greatest strength is how competitive they are and how they thought. And I mean, Jordan, like he says, he still thinks he could have gotten a seventh. You know? Yeah. Well, he still th- he says he can beat um Kemba when they were on the team. Yeah, yeah. like it's. It's just how they are. That's how they're born. That's how they got their, their rings. That's how they got their success in their career. And it's it's up to the person and what it takes to motivate them. You could be easygoing, and be a very energetic guy, and always always in the front, you know, and not like the hardest worker, but you have the talent and you you work, or it could be a guy like Jordan who pushed their teammates to the limit, where. You're always trying to make somebody better and yourself, and it's it's really up to the people. Like it's up to how much you're willing to push yourself, really. So it it's it's dependent. It's person to person what they believe in, and what they believe in is winning, and no matter what. So. Yeah. 
with that said, um, another aspect of the um, Jordan documentary that I thought was pretty interesting was the um, Scotty Pippen versus, uh, what was his name, general manager, um, Krause, Jerry Krause. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, um, I mean, just in general, as a microcosm of the whole existence of relationship between players and management, right? Is it possible for players and management to get along, or is there a natural tendency that they are set up to com- uh, to be in conflict, you know? Because you see it all the time, right? I mean, even like Bruce Irvin, who just got signed by the Seahawks again, when he exited, he was pretty pissed off about the way they um, treated him. But now he uh, has a new perspective on that, but... Nothing, nothing I can go for this one. Yeah, um, Nathaniel. What's up? <laughs> what you think about that? What do you think about players and uh, the relationship between management? You know, uh, that's that's a battle for the ages. Management is never going to agree with players, and players are never going to agree with management. It's the exact reason we have player unions and the NBA and the NFL is because players can't agree, and the players in the management, mind you, can't agree on how much they want to be paid. You know, the management thinks that they deserve more on the cut, and the players think that because they're the ones playing the game, they deserve more. And it's 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 never they're never going to agree on anything. And I think that maybe the players just need to suck it up and 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 and, and respect that they're getting paid millions of dollars to to play ball. And yeah. the management, on the other hand, needs to suck it up and realize that. They're not the ones that are entertaining the masses that are willing to pay for this business. So you know, even if they're great business minds, they're not the ones that are entertaining. So both both sides have a reason to both have a legitimate reason to argue, and both sides have a legitimate reason to just shut up. Yeah. So it, uh, it, it goes both ways. Because like the thing I see right is that when these guys are coming up, when they're young, they come out of college, they come out of high school, they're getting paid millions of dollars, right? They're happy with right. what they're getting. It's a huge change of life. But once they get into this world, they realize how much their value is. And they themselves know all the hard work they put in to get to that point, overcoming all the struggles. While management sees them, I think it's been shown as commodities, right? Because it's a business. You hear that all the time in football. It's a business. You got to move on from players eventually. You got to consider age. You got to let them walk. You got to trade um, to prepare for the future. Know when your time is done with the dynasty which is a hard line but what is there a correct way are both ways correct <laughs> i don't know uh well i think Nathan said it pretty well where it's it's a two-way battle of the player's opinion of that they want to get paid they even they still believe they can do it at certain ages but it's a business and businesses love the numbers and you know when it comes to age and, or production it's it's really cutthroat and a lot of people a lot of the managers and scouts see it as like you're 36 i can get a guy who's 22 and does the same thing that you do it better and i can get him for cheaper so it's really it's really just a cutthroat business and you just have to be able to accept that so i think yeah. Nathaniel put it pretty well as Seattle sports fans, though, um, like to point out, I think that um, Felix was treated pretty fairly, and um, the way they ended his career in Seattle was really classy. With that whole last game, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Even if we did waste his career. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I know he still loves Seattle. He's putting out shoes and stuff now, and um, we all love him. And um, 
yeah, it was just nice to have that moment. So I think uh, shout out to the Mariners management for doing it the right way, keeping yeah. it non-contentious. Um, yeah. let's see here. Is there anything else that you guys have seen in sports recently? Uh, you want to do McGregor? Let's talk about McGregor. Just on was it yesterday? He um. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. I saw on Instagram. Yeah. He... That's his retirement. It's crazy. <laughs> retirement part two, baby. <laughs> just like Floyd, man. Ever, it's just a build ever up, since Floyd you know? Mayweather. Mike Tyson yeah. coming back. They had, um, Dude, I'd be scared of Mike Tyson coming back. He's scary. <laughs> <laughs> they had Mike Tyson on um, uh, ESPN the other night. They had a boxing match. I don't know who he was doing against, but he yeah, was going pretty you know, good. It's crazy to me that he's 50 years old and can still kick the shit out of me. That's scary. <laughs> But um, I don't know, man. You think McGregor's real? I don't think he's real. I think he needs that revenge with Khabib. He can't go out this I th- way. I, th- I think he. I think he's bluffing. You know, Khabib. Yeah. Khabib has been on a tear in the in the Russian leagues, and Gregor's gonna see that. He's gonna get angry that Khabib is doing so well. He's gonna challenge Khabib to a fight. Same results gonna happen. Khabib is gonna beat him again, and McGregor's gonna retire for real. That's how <laughs> I see it going down. I don't know, man. I don't think this guy, like, with his swagger and his confidence, he's not gonna be able to go out that way he needs that win i could see him retiring with the khabib win i could see him going into boxing maybe i don't know i mean i don't think he'd do too good um his whiskey's real th- going off the real thing we need though is a, a mayweather pacquiao rematch <laughs> oh my gosh that was entertainment <laughs> oh my gosh um one note i saw this dude named uh, sean o'malley yesterday he knocked out the other guy in i don't know 40 seconds or something I was curious uh, if he was that same Sean O'Malley from the yes, Mariners. Is it Mariners? <laughs> the, oh, wait. Sean O'Malley got dreads. Um, unfortunately, it's not. Oh, this guy's twenty-four. Yeah, he has, like, rainbow dreads. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Sean O'Malley got um intense, but um. He turned to six nine. <laughs> but um, I guess that guy's doing pretty good. So that's cool to see a new star in UFC. Um, last thing we want to touch on on this um. Podcaster, we were you, what were you gonna say, Drew? Oh, sorry, I was just looking at some. Oh, this guy, this guy made us wait two hours to start the podcast, Dude, but it's us. okay. It's okay. Oh. Um, if you all want to hate on him in the comments, feel free. His name is Drew, bigger staff. The thing you just said, it's a bro moment. <laughs> um, yeah, this guy show up to his um college at uh, Everett. Um, Ever at Juco, and uh, you can tell him to swing and miss and support that, endorse it, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh, last thing we want to talk about right here is the soccer tourney, MLS. They're coming back later this month with a tourney in Orlando. They're supposed to go into groups of four with a million dollars at stake and um, a cup, maybe a CONCACAF League spot to be determined. Which will be followed up by a regular season. Um, what do you think, guys? I don't think this tournament has any value to it. I don't think players are going to care. Yeah. It isn't legit, um, and yeah, you know, there's, there's just no reason for the players to play because you know they've said it themselves. Uh, I I don't remember his name, but it was a midfielder from the Sounders. He said, "Yeah, um, Harry Ship." Uh, I, Harry Ship. That's correct. Uh, he said, "There's no reason in us 
you know, going all the way to Orlando just to risk getting injured for what? For a million dollars for the entire club to split? That's that's not in a what a fake consolation trophy. That's not really worth it, and it's not it's not worth them risking injuring themselves when they have an actual regular season to focus on, or maybe even you know go to Europe and play in the Premier League or the you know any other kind of contract that they might get. Yeah. MLS is 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 not the creme de la creme of soccer in the world, and America, quite frankly, is is is, is shit at soccer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's getting it's getting better. Um, Slatlin kind of came over here, and um, he kind of I don't know what he did. He could have set it back. He could have promoted it a lot. I think a lot of people started watching because of him. But he kind I mean, of even in FIFA, re- USA can't league. win. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, soccer fans out there. Um, MLS is growing, but I don't know. Mm, they got time to go. They still got a lot of work to do. And and, and because they're in Orlando, they're in direct competition with the NBA. Yeah, exactly. That's like, who's going to want to watch, I mean, any sport, who wants to watch regular season versus playoffs? Orlando is much more a basketball city than it is a soccer city. Yeah. So, um, hopefully MLS, um, I mean, like, I guess it'd be cool to say 20 years now to your kid. <laughs> Hey, I was part of the team that won the COVID trophy. Like, I mean, it'd be cool. Like, I, I, I might be proud of that. But it's like playing pitchers in the home run derby. Matt, Madison Bumgarner, he's like, it'd be cool. But teams are saying, nah, you might get injured. Not cool enough. Yeah, I think uh, going back to the whole, like, players, like the green and things like that, it's just we're, like, People don't want to go and get injured. I think it's the same thing with just the COVID in general. Like, you don't want to go. Like, Mike Trout said, he doesn't want to go and play, be away from his newborn, and maybe catch a disease and something bad happens. That's perfectly logical. Yeah. And, like, it's not like it's the 20s where people are, like, going to play no matter what. And, like, it's their lives. Like, people are dedicated. It's It's completely different nowadays. Like, people will... They don't want to risk anything just for the sport they play, you know? They'll, it's it's completely different now. It makes sense, though. Like, you want to save lives. Yeah. Um. With that said, I think that ties up our show for today. Um, anything you want to say to close it out? Drew? Ah. <laughs> you want to say anything to close it out today? You good? I think... I, I don't know. It was, a, it was a good start. You know, we got some Isaiah action today. Gave him a few answers. Uh, <laughs> Sorry we don't got the clip got for you guys, zero. but yeah. <laughs> oh, God. In the, um, uh, in the, before we started recording, Drew accidentally read um one of the answers. Yeah, uh, right. Another reason to go boo this guy. Yeah, it was a good it was question. A good question. Nathaniel, you got anything? Um... Well, uh, if 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 the Mariners don't make the playoffs, even with this expanded playoff system, I am going to be very upset. That's all I'm gonna say. I'll be honest with you. I think they have a good chance. Everyone's um, pessimistic, but I am not, because I believe in our prospects. But that's a topic for another day. Um, so with that said, thank you everyone for tuning into our first uh, podcast. Tune in next uh, Tuesday for episode two another fun guest. Thanks.
This is the Sports Needle. Let's go!